Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. We're going to be uh, inviting our friend Aaron Hagar onto the show this week. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Rockstar Lifestyle for a couple minutes, but then we're going to get into the new Land Rover Range Rover, uh, some talk about Acura Integra and more. RockAuto.com. Why spend 30 to 50%, even 100% more for the same parts that a chain store or dealership might have? Why spend so much there? Why not go to RockAuto.com? auto.com it's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers everything from engine control modules to brakes to motor oil even new carpet whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver get everything you need in a few clicks delivered direct to your door go to rockauto.com See all the parts available for your car or your truck. Write CarCast in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, and I'm here with my good friend, Aaron Hagar. Hello. What's happening, buddy? Oh, I, uh, it's been a, a hectic week. Um, the LA Auto Show starts this weekend. So yeah. this week has been chock full of a lot of the media preview events and, you know, some of the, some of the wacky parties and stuff that are happening. Uh, and as you guys know, f- listening from previous weeks, uh, Goldberg had a busy schedule of, you know, going into starting in October, going to Dubai and doing wrestling there for a crown jewel event, uh, and then coming back and jumping around between filming the Goldbergs and filming NCIS Los, NCIS Los Angeles and the Dodge campaign that just started hitting social network everywhere. Uh, it's going to be funny. So uh, he's he's on set with um, LL Cool J right now. And uh, uh, they're good cool. friends. And uh, filming NCIS Los Angeles. Uh, a week ago, we talked about uh, Bill doing the Goldbergs, and <laughs> he—I know he was teasing it, but this episode is going to be hilarious. He sent me photos of him on this set, and he's like, "This is my outfit." It was like it was like a shirt and shorts, like hanging over the back of a chair. And I thought he sent me like the picture of—I don't know—just like like one of the high school girls that are supposed to be wearing like and he. And I go, I don't understand. What's that? He's like, I have to fit into that. It was like the oh short because he's like the gym coach, right? So he's got the short shorts and the tight shirt. And he sent me these photos of these uh, these little like heeled shoes. And there's a bit in the show where they sing and dance. And oh I'm pretty God. sure they dub his voice on this one. But it was funny because I, I talked to Bill, you know, obviously all the time that I'm talking to him, you know, a year or so ago. And he's like, you know, I really like doing the Goldbergs. It really kind of pushes me as a character. And I'm working with these great comedians and they're all just so on point and their timing is good. And that's what you want to do is like challenge yourself and do other things. And, you know, and I know he's Bill's had some comedic roles, uh, 
but a lot of like action stuff. And so to put him in to this type of role as this kind of this recurring character, he absolutely loves it. So when they sent him a script, they're like, this is going to be fantastic. You're going to come here. You're going to sing and you're going to dance. And he's like, what? I, he like, he obviously gets nervous, but anyway, it's going to be a funny bit. Also, we love him. Well, well, let me tell you guys, uh, I, I respect him immensely. Anyone that thinks that, that when you start to have a successful career, you've quote unquote made it needs to see the schedule because <laughs> it sounds like his schedule is just insane. And so many of our friends who, who have seen, you know, uh, uh, Ant for one uh, with the, with the new Radford projects, uh, it's like they get so busy. It's like, you don't want to bug him and, you know, just say hi and congratulations. And, but it's like my dad too, you know, he's, he's 74 now. And, you know, he just launched the, the, the cocktails now and he's on tour. He's got a residency in Vegas. And which I think and when I messaged wrapped. him, I just, I, I think uh, yeah, it just wrapped, but there's more to come. Right. And, and there's a lot of shows in a short period of time. Like you're, you're, yeah, you're right. Your uh, dad, let's face it. He doesn't need to hustle. No, but I think no. he well, hu- it, <laughs> he hustles a lot. I think it keeps him alive. <laughs> yes, yes, it keeps him with something to look forward to because time is ticking. Um, you know, but but it's like it, it's a bummer when you go, "Hey, pop, how you doing?" And you get a thumbs up. It's like, okay, you're busy. You're busy. <laughs> you know, right, it's right. like like no more family time. You know, although we're going to Cabo for the holidays. Right. At least you know what it means, it. though, when he just sends the thumbs up. He's like, "I got your yeah. message. Let yeah. me get back to you or something." You know, remind me later. I'm busy. Yeah, I, 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 I've had over 50 years with them, so you know it's 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 fine. I I can take a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> just every once in a while, I'll just take a thumbs up. But yeah, yeah Sammy Hagar residency I, was fantastic. Uh, I wish we had a chance to go out and see it, but yeah. uh, it was it was very busy and schedules were tight and yeah. all the stuff that we were doing running around. Uh, but your dad also did like a great job, just just kind of talking about on social media yeah. how it works. Um, a couple of things that stood out were certainly a, a number of friends that went over to pop in and visit from Brian oh, Adams right. and and just like Sting. I was like, what? Yeah, Sting. Sting. Yeah, Sting <laughs> stops by to say hello. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah. And then you realize. Uh, carrot top. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a carrot top. Carrot top. Yeah, carrot top. And then that guys. The freak in the best of ways. <laughs> he, he is. I think uh, Chris has had him on on ACS or something a couple of times. I feel like uh, Carrot, so Carrot Top's a handful. He is. He is. Man, he is. He's intense. <laughs> um, and and then of course your dad saying, "Hey, I've been playing with Mikey, and I've been playing with these guys for so long." He's like, "I realized we didn't even have a set list. Like we just went out and just yeah. called audibles the whole night." Yeah, depending on yeah. like what we were feeling, and it just comes <laughs> off as like a good polished, pre-planned show. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's not it's true that those guys are so seasoned. It's it's such a joy to watch because every show is so honest. You know, I mean, Dad has bad days, but he doesn't take them on stage. You know, nobody takes them on stage. Mikey's going through a ton of stuff right now. Unfortunately, he's been losing family members lately, and, and things are pretty rough for him. And I think the stage is, is part of his, his treatment. You know, it's part of his joy. It's his exercise. It's his release. It's, you know, getting that positive feedback from the fans and all that music and all that history and all those great memories. I mean, what a great job, right? I mean, yes, yeah. it's hard. Yes, touring is hard on yourself and your family at any age. But, uh, but, but being able to go up there and celebrate, you know, 
for them, you know, almost 50 years of music. I mean, that is, that is epic and still be physically able, you know, Mikey jumps around, his voice is on point. Dad jumps around much to my dismay sometimes off that drum riser, but uh, uh, he jumps around and, and sings and he's doing, he's doing everything he's always done. So more power to those guys, but life is not getting less busy. How, <laughs> that's, that's a circle round, man. It's just, just, how do they like, so busy. how did they like the residency? How do they like sort of, I, I, I assume they were grounded for a certain amount of time, right? Like that's kind of the big selling point, but they're so close. Vegas is so close to LA. So I don't yeah. know if they went home every night or, or, you know, during the week and then went out for the weekend shows. Like what was sort of the schedule? Exactly. That exactly. You know, I haven't, Dad's been busy. I haven't had an in-depth conversation. I'm looking forward to next week because I'm going to bombard him. But, uh, uh, it, you know, as far as I know, I saw him at home. Uh, he was traveling a little bit in between. But uh, the residency is interesting. He's been talking about it for a long time. Yeah. And I'm very happy that he finally did it. Uh, I, I, I know I know the size of it was, was a, a, a bit small for him, but it, the intimacy he loves as well. So I don't know if he's going to be pushing for a larger venue because, I mean, those shows sold out, I believe, in minutes, hours. You know, I mean, it, it, yeah. it was a very, very short amount of time. In fact, they kept adding shows because they sold out so fast. He wanted to accommodate as many people as he could who wanted to go. So that was really awesome. And the Strat was really cool about that, too. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what the future is on that. I, I think there's more to come. I definitely think there's more to come. But I, I know he's he's wanting a larger space. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. Vegas is pretty exciting. You can only take so much of it uh, yeah. for the, for those of us, yeah. you know, from the outside, <laughs> it's, it's I, social bombardment, overstimulation. I, <laughs> I went out a while ago, maybe like two years ago and went to, um, uh, I guess it was hard rock. Is, is that kind of like a cross from, yeah, I think it was hard rock. Maybe it wasn't, I don't remember which one it was, but, uh, <laughs> Def Leppard was there, a couple of bands. Def Leppard had a residency, and uh, I'm old now, so I was like, I just want to get a nice seat. You know, uh, I'm not going to jump around and risk a damage to a hip. <laughs> you know, so uh, we got nice seats like right up front. You know, close enough to almost touch the band, but I could sit, sure. I could stand. It was great, but. Yeah, those guys, you know, been hustle. I know friends with your dad uh, from yeah. way, way back in the day. Friends with like guys like Mutt Lang, who is a producer that I think oh, you, yeah. you guys all know. And the whole residency, like when we went, they were s sort of at the last like two weeks of of a couple of months, and they were like, "This has been so nice to just stay in one place. Like we do a show, we go up to our room, we take a nap, we come back <laughs> because we've been here for two months and we haven't left." Right, because uh, they didn't travel as much because they don't live, you know. Right. I mean, I think Phil lives in L.A., but but Joe Elliott lives in Dublin, Ireland, right? Yeah, so he's yeah, not that. traveling home for the week. So no, his family, no. everybody was there. I think as the band, they just stayed. He's like, it's been so nice to sleep in the same bed for two months. He goes, I haven't yeah. done that in 50 years, <laughs> you know. Uh -huh. So it was, it was interesting to see that. But all right, we're going to talk about some car stuff. But the one thing I... <laughs> They all have cars. We they all have cars. Uh, I think I think Mikey just picked up a new car. Uh, I think Mike oh, Lanthus, did he? I don't yeah, know. yeah, he might have got himself mm, a little Porsche nine eleven Targa. 
Oh yeah, it's, it's oh, possible. Good for my yeah, it's, it, uh, it's possible. A, a new or vintage? New. Yeah. Oh right. New. Hey, the new one. The, the man Porsche is doing some good stuff. My friend just got a gray GT3, and yeah. and oh man, that thing. Boy, I didn't know I could grow envy horns, but uh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really it's really fantastic. Yeah. Um, what, what I, the the thing I want to say about Mikey and the music is, uh, you know, working with your dad for so long, I I think people sort of overlook the fact of how good a voice Michael Anthony has. Oh yeah, Mikey has been, has been singing on, you know, Van Halen albums from since day one, and he's like such mm-hmm. an. You know, with your dad, with, you know, before, you know, <laughs> you know, before your dad was with Van Halen, like it, Mikey has an amazing voice. And it's a big part of a lot of the songs that they've created over the years. Well, he has a very signature voice, too, because it's so high. It's it's like a super high tenor, you know, almost yeah. uh, it, it, it's interesting, too, because, uh, you know, you always there there's a little bit of a thing about well background singers are always going to be background singers yeah. you know and 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 the joe cicadas and and you know john john scott so john. uh, uh who, who come out to the front you know and uh, and produce the heck out of them and it's like yeah okay that works well let me tell you <clears throat> i did a short tour with mikey uh and we both fronted the wabos and uh on on a cruise ship and uh-huh. uh i fronted him one night and he fronted him one night and let me tell you, Mikey sings lead very well. So they did a yeah. bunch of, you know, some, some Halen stuff and a bunch of covers and just some fun stuff. And I think about an hour and a half set. And uh, it was really fun. I, I'm sure it's out there on YouTube. But but Mike, Mikey covered the front just fine. Yeah. yeah, his voice was it was but it was really nice to hear him not accompanying someone but but being accompanied so yeah so uh i don't know did he feel it, like it was, did, he, did he look like he was out of his element you know just kind of little mikey go up there was he still playing bass no 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 it was just it was just mikey in the middle <laughs> just in the middle yeah just, just, just set him off middle. to the side he was standing in the middle i guess yeah, he was he still playing some... i guess he was still playing bass while he was doing it what would he do with his hands otherwise? He would just stand well, there and be like, I don't know I, I, what to do I with my hands. So. But then what was Mona doing? I don't know. I have to think back on that. It, it was long <laughs> enough ago that, that, and I live at altitude and have a lot going on myself. So I tend to forget details, but I do remember Mikey being impressive. And and dad, dad does have Mikey sing, sing a couple verses here and there, yeah. but it's still, still dad's always, you know, interrupting. But but this was this was Mikey solo and it was uh, it was really cool yeah so well you check know, it out on, on that note uh, <laughs> you have a fantastic voice as well I've got uh, I've got a Fight Club uh, album on my phone and when I'm out uh, for a run and stuff don't talk that, about Fight Club that keeps coming up <laughs> and, uh, and, and always there's a song there's a couple of songs every time it comes on I'm like I don't remember having this Sammy Hagar song on my phone and I realize it's Aaron it's you like there are see. You do have in some yeah. of your songs. There's a few notes for sure. Where I'm like, you you do sound like your dad. Uh, thank you. Well, you know, it, it, I, I I was fortunate enough to to uh, inherit the DNA, uh, <laughs> but that, but that's a blessing and a curse because uh, I I can't go out there and sound like dad, you know, un, un, unless I'm supposed to. And 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 that's been on occasion when I was running the cantina up here and, and got to sing five or six nights a week. Um, you know, it, it, my job was to sound like dad and, you know, I, I do, 
But, um, but when I try to do my own thing, my brother's having this challenge right now. When we go out and try to do our own thing, everybody expects you to sound like your, yeah. your, your father. And uh, it gets awkward because it's like, hey, guys, the job's already taken. The role's already taken. The shoes are already filled. So if I go out there and be anything less than, it's not going to look good for me or the family, you know. And, and thankfully, uh, you know, I've studied dad as a kid just just to study dad that's what we do with our parents if, mm-hmm. if 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 we like what they do you know we sit there and just you know stare at them all day and uh and so i picked up every single detail of his uh, i think i often try not to get too close because it's too close um it, it it's it's really fun to to nail it because there's so many cover bands that that do the songs and i sit there and i just you know they're doing a great job don't get me wrong yeah. but i'm cringing because the phrasing's off, you know, that the, 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 the verbiage is a little off or, you know, uh, of course, you know, the, the, the uh, notes can't always be had live uh, under certain circumstances. Yeah. But um, it, it's really hard to mimic dad because he has a, a very unique phrasing and style. I know where he breeds, you know, so I can I can nail him and, and it, it gets pretty spooky and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's pretty fun. But you have to have your own kind of character and flair in there. And how much has your dad seen you do that? <laughs> well, uh, he, he, he sprung life is fun, man. Life is fun. I, like, I know and you've dad, been on stage with him, but have yeah, you ever well, watched or not been on stage and yes. you did it? Yes. So, so, so dad's <laughs> He's like enough of that shit. Get off the yeah, stage. No, 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 no. He did. He did. He's like, Hey, that's, that's too close. Son, son of boy. That's too close. Um, uh, 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 up here in Tahoe, actually, uh, he had me front the Wabos for a full set. Almost, I it's about forty minutes. It wasn't mm-hmm. quite a full set. It's like three hours, and because uh, he was playing with the uh, with was it the Circle or Chicken Foot? I forget. I I, I think it was the Circle when he first broke the Circle up here, and uh, and, and and he had me open with the Wabos with like a day's notice. And he's like, "No, trust me, you, you know all the material." Just. <laughs> Just go in the studio on your day off. I'm like, I don't have a day off before before you're playing. It's a big week for the cantina, you know, yeah. up here. And it was when I was managing the cantina up here. And uh, and, and so I did. I managed to, to get half a day off. So I went down there in the morning, ran through the set briefly with the band. I don't even think we ran through the songs in their entirety. And then came up, and then the next night, and then I had to work. And then the next night, you know, I had to work, and then, and then go out there and, and front the Wabos. And it was pretty funny to, to to look over and it's like oh dad's watching the show and, and and sit watch him with his arms crossed just shaking his head like dude man you know you better knock it off it's like <laughs> this is what you asked me to do yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> and what's weird is you know studying dad for so long just being on tour as a kid and, and being around it um you have to be careful because it's like you can become the part you know if if you don't stay present you know, you start talking and start telling stories. And next thing you know, you're telling dad's stories from dad's point of view. And, and I remember being on stage and we were talking about Brian Adams because we had just done some stuff with Brian Adams in the cantina. And I, I very quickly found myself shifting roles and I, I, I had to consciously like go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was standing here. I wasn't standing there. It, 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 it was kind of a weird thing because I'm not, I'm not acclimated to it. That's not my job yeah. normally. So I had to kind of take on a role 
even to build that confidence to go out there in front of 10,000 people and sing someone else's material who's standing on the stage and happens to be my father. Um, so the standing there in his white to- pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I think he was. But, but you know, it, it, it was super fun and it was very honorable. And I think we did we, we did our job and I think dad was proud and it's good. It, it's a very, very special privilege in life and a very special place to be when when something like that gets to happen you know yeah i I don't mind that it's not my material but like you said fight club i've done a few projects i've done a lot of projects over the years fight club was one i had to shelf everyone i know it's horrible it's unconscionable we got some bad rap from crowd funny it was never meant to be for the public it was just a way to organize what people were already doing which was sending us money for years i had i had the fans asking me what are you going to do? Are you going to record stuff? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? I'm like, I'm not really interested. It's not what I do. You know, it's dad's thing. And, and uh, I'm just here to, to honor it, you know, and, and celebrate it like you guys. And so I did it, but I couldn't afford to do it. And I had a management team helping me out and they said, we need to crowdfund. And I'm like, that would be horrible. You know, we don't want to do that. And anyway, we decided to do it just to kind of manage what the fans wanted to contribute. So we wanted a way to manage that simple, simple enough. It was really pretty harmless. Um, and it was very expensive. So I don't think people realize how expensive it actually can be. Um, we weren't doing it in a home studio with, with, you know, with, with pro tools. We, we, we needed to do it in a studio. Uh, there was a bit of an expectation. We wanted a good story around it. We built a TV show around it and some fun stuff. And all in all, it, it was kind of a mess. It was fun. Uh, we, we did get taken a little bit, I think, from some individuals who charged way too much uh, because they thought we did have a lot of money. And um, it was kind of a sad situation. The music is fantastic. Um, the performances are really good. The band was just some friends that I put together that I thought had a good story because they were sons of. It was kind of like the Bloodline thing I did back mm-hmm. in the day with, with Bonamassa. Um, but this time it seemed a bit more sincere because I knew everyone, you know, Greg Kin's son and, 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 and Trevor Church and my brother. And, you know, it, it made a lot of sense. So, and even while Sean was helping us out for a little while, um, so, you know, it made a lot of sense and, uh, we had a, we had a good team, but, uh, we had to shelve it. Uh, a dad said, you can't come, you, you can't release this He goes, this stuff is good. And, uh, and, and you're a hobbyist. He goes, you, people are going to hate you because <laughs> you, you can't release this. He goes, you know, there'll be a time, but not now. And, and so it's, it's shelved and I hope we can release it. My brother's out there trying to make it in the world of music and dad's got projects going on and, you know, the, the timing never seems to be right um, to take uh, the light away from what they're doing. But um, I hope the world gets to hear it. It's not really out there. I've kept it really, really, really on the shelf. Yeah, I got it. my bootleg copy. It went on my yeah. phone. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but there's like, a very small, very small circle. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's fun. And I think people kind of forget so much of not just the music industry, entertainment industry, but so many there there's a business behind it there's a business that has to happen behind it and oftentimes that is the most complicated part and oftentimes the part that destroys (laughs) you know the uh the talented individuals involved how many bands broke up and there's always a business related thing or oftentimes a business related thing it's very this was always this was always a business plan you know it, it was really just to celebrate the families and what the fans wanted. And so I've kind of, we, I, I don't want to say we designed it for, for the, what the fans wanted, but we definitely listened and then we let things happen organically. 
and I think because Trevor and I did most of the writing uh, and, and Rye Kin as well, um, Rye's stuff sounded very different. It was very riffy. And, but, but Trevor's was very, we ended up sounding so much like Montrose. It was really mm-hmm. bizarre, but it was really cool. It was kind of like a punk version of Montrose. And, uh, and I mean, take it what you will, but, but it, it was, it was really fun and I'm really proud of the music and I, I hope it's kind of timeless. That's the fun thing, right, Matt? I, I yeah. think that it doesn't matter when we release it. it. It's so retro that it just, you know, it's kind of black crows, black keys meets, it, it, you know, yeah, it meets does. New York dolls meets, meets, you know, Montrose. It's really interesting. And, and I have a lot of that era <laughs> music on, mm-hmm. you know, on my you know, on my cloud, on my, you know, on my phone or something already. So it, it kind of just falls into that. I'm like, oh, this is another good song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank, but, you. Uh, thank you. Uh, anyway, Cars. I appreciate uh, you coming <laughs> in and uh, having a little, having a little pre-car chat, just a little get to know <laughs> sorry, Aaron Hagar. Sorry, you know, there, there's a lot of history there. It gets uh, hard to uh, edit it. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it's fantastic. I think it's entertaining. I appreciate you telling us some stories. Now, let me tell you guys about Geico. Whether you own your home or rent your home, either way, it can be a lot of hard work. And you know what's easy? It's bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And we know that's a good thing because you already have so much to do around your home already. So just go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. All right. So we've been running around to a few events and, uh, uh, somehow it just kind of worked out. I've been to two Land Rover, Range Rover events. Two, yes. uh, two events where they debuted the new Range Rover. Um, uh, the first event was put on by Land Rover. Uh, they did a great job. Uh, it was at the Academy Motion Pictures oh, Museum. Really? Yeah, oh, like cool. next to LACMA and the Peterson Museum. It was kind of in the courtyard, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. outdoors. Uh, it was more of a customer appreciation event, a little less of a media event. The media stuff happened during the day, but we went to sort of the party at the end. Um, it was – first of all, uh, the Range Rover is gorgeous. Uh, the design element on it is to keep everything like very, very smooth and very flush. Yeah. Uh, just flushed, bizarre, flush glass door handles, tail lights. Uh, they eliminated any harsh edges, sharp edges to it. And they kind of started going that direction with the, uh, with the Velar, right? Um, Mm -hmm. totally. Yeah. And this is sort of a bigger grown up version of it. Uh, when you see it in person, it's, it's still huge. (laughs) Uh, one of the things they said, uh, they said, we have a the normal wheelbase and a long wheelbase, and the long wheelbase version will have a third row seat with two seats. So you can do a seven seater, and it was funny because the 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 nice British gentleman on stage was like, "We did this because you Americans made us do it." <laughs> He's like, oh. "Yeah," he was like, "We had it. You guys asked for it. We're delivering it." Uh, uh, so it, it looks fantastic. It's it's definitely beautiful. The interior is on point. They've always yeah. nailed that. Just the Me materials, too. the touch materials, the the amount of leather, just all, everything that's just covered. It is absolutely gorgeous. There's going to be an SV. There's going to be uh, an autobiography. There's going to be all the trim levels you would expect. And I'm sure this thing's going to be anywhere from a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars by the time you get yeah. into an autobiography. Yeah. 
And I was surprised by the specs. It, it's actually got a lot of off-road capability, traditionally as Land Rover would, but that thing has some ground clearance. And with the suspension and the lift and all that, I was I was kind of impressed because the way it looks, it's so posh. You'd think, oh God, I would never off-road that thing. And he probably wouldn't. But there may be some times getting out to the polo field where you have to off-road it. I, I, l- listen, I mean, I, here in LA, we don't live... the ditch. <laughs> we don't live any here... In LA, we don't have any weather, but you do, right? And, yeah. And if you think about like, <laughs> hey, I just got to get someplace. I got to go out to dinner. I got to go to a store. Yeah. Like all of a sudden you're like, yeah, it wouldn't be bad to have nice interior and a sound system and heated seats yeah. and a heating steering wheel, but also yeah. the ability to actually be able to leave your driveway and go someplace. But, but the problem, Matt, is, oh, gosh, I forgot to put on the winter tires. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> you're running summer tires in the snow. Doesn't matter how much ground clearance you have, you ain't going anywhere. <laughs> it's all about tires, folks. You can get a lot of stuff through the snow with the right tires. With the right tires, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. So you, you check out the photos of the new Range Rover, and as big as it is, it's they've got it down to a point three zero coefficient of drag. Uh, it's twelve percent. Yeah, yeah. It, it's twelve percent more aerodynamic. Uh, than the previous gen version of this. Uh, like you yeah. said, the the off-road capability is still there. Now, they're going to have a gas engine version. Next year, they're going to have a hybrid version, which I believe is a 38.2 kilowatt battery mated with, I assume it's a, I think it's six cylinder. It's a plug-in hybrid version? It is a plug-in hybrid. Uh, now, in the European testing, excuse me, they're saying 62 miles of range on just the battery, but it's really sort of the combination of battery and, and, you know, can you end up getting on a tank of fuel and the battery, can you end up getting like 400 miles of range? It's just about stopping at the gas station less, right? And getting oh, it's called more, a range rover. Yeah, it it's called a low range rover. Short range rover. So hybrid next year and then a full electric version in 2024 so they're getting wow. into that you know they're they're starting to adopt the ev uh you know mentality i guess and it they will get to that so it looked great but let Plenty me tell room you for let me <laughs> let me tell you about this party they throw this huge party <laughs> and the ceo of land rover comes out makes a nice little introduction and brings out I forgot if he was the head of design or engineering. I think he's more on the design side. And it was just a weird sort of environment that everybody in the front half of the room was definitely paying attention, had phones out, taking pictures. And some reason in the back half of the room, everyone was loud. And I don't think... Uh. I don't think they realized that it was so loud in the front. Just the shape of sort of this kind of courtyardish area with a roof over it just echoed and he was getting so irritated he was oh, just that's... like he's like everyone in the back's not going to know about this car everyone in the front and here's the thing it's like i know he's getting upset and he kind of wants to calm the room down but every time he does that there's 300 phones running video of of him getting upset and that's all that's going to get documented and it's it's just kind of tough now 
You know, this yeah. isn't like, look, we were talking about being a musician, being on stage. This isn't the part where they go, all right, hey, do us a favor. You know, you know, it's, you know, Dave Grohl going, everybody put your phones away for this next song. Just listen to the song for me, please. Just be present. Yeah, <laughs> like, just do that. Again, then we'll do the phone thing. Like, it wasn't that. This was an event where everyone was supposed to be taking photos and video of the car, and he was getting so irritated. And I kind of felt uh, bad for him, but I was also like, dude, you should not, you should just ignore it. Like, just focus on a few people in the front that are listening to you. Just just make eye contact with people that you've got their attention and move forward. Uh, so that part was a little awkward. And then Wyclef John comes out. And, you know, he, he, he does some freestyle rap. He riffs a little bit, sings a little bit. Um, but mostly he kind of got into this, like, DJ mode, right? And, and, and he made a kind of a big party that's going on. And then... I left right about when the after party was starting to kick in. And then the next morning I wake up and on TMZ, oh, on TMZ, they're like, TMZ says, Wyclef Jean drops the CEO of Land Rover. And it's a clip of the Land Rover guy on Wyclef's shoulders, (laughs) sitting on his shoulders. And Wyclef like leans forward to let him down. But instead of putting his legs forward to to stand, he tucks his yep. legs back, and the dude face plants onto the ground, oh, and then God. they cut to like ice packs on his face, <laughs> and of course TMZ is all like, "Wyclef drops the CEO of Land Rover." Oh, <laughs> it was, um, Wyclef just, moved to Ford. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, it was just it was it was kind of madness. So there was a oh, there was a couple man. of there was a couple of entertaining quirks at this event. But that being said. The vehicle is fantastic. Uh, that wow. was Monday night. <laughs> Tuesday night, I went to uh, our friend Bo Bachman opened up a new Jaguar Land Rover uh, dealer. And they still have oh. a little bit of Aston Martin and Lotus and stuff there, but it was largely Lincoln as well and Volvo. And now the place has kind of been redesigned, dedicated to Jaguar Land Rover Uh let me tell you about the guys at Galpin. They always do a really well event. Uh, I mean, I mean, you would think this was at the manufacturer level. Uh, I mean, the amount of people, uh, the flow of, by the way, the flow of people and the flow of the valets were on point. Security on point. Bartenders wow. were putting on shows and shooting flames in the air and and throwing bottles all around, but nobody really was waiting more than a couple minutes in line. Like everywhere is just like mountains of shrimp cocktail and food and ice sculptures of wow. with Jaguar logo. They had oh watermelon God. with Land Rover oh, carved the into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. Uh, I was like, boy, Land Rover's really kicking it up. And, and he did such a smart job. It's a, it's a two-story, you know, kind of like open sort of like loft type of dealer with this beautiful staircase. And wow. he put a, a bar upstairs, downstairs, multiple areas, outdoor. There was like virtual golf where you hit the golf ball into a screen and it shows like it was such a good, Man. well-presented event. Uh, and here's the thing is we've done a million of these things is we don't expect to sit, but you need enough little like high top tables to put a plate down as you're eating sure. your, your mini sliders and your shrimp Park cocktails, spots. right? Yeah. There was, 
There was plenty of those. There was plenty of bars. There was plenty of food stations. There was, and and, and scattered away. So it's like, it, if you're in one food line, they've replicated the same thing in two other locations on other parts of the building. So it wasn't like, hey, all the food's going to be on the south end, and then you yeah. know the drinks are on the north end. It was like, really, really smart planning. <laughs> it was really smart planning. So they did such a great job, uh, and and actually. They did an even better job because, uh, you know, Bo is always, we always see him in Monterey. He's always at the car mm-hmm. auctions and he really appreciates the collectability of the vintage cars. They had a couple of the new Land Rovers there, but he had such a cool dis- uh, display of vintage Land Rovers oh, indoors right and outdoors. Uh, he called up the friends at the, at, its, at the Peterson Museum. Obviously, he's got a lot of clout over there and he's like, would you mind sending me Steve McQueen's Jaguar XKSS and oh. and display it there? And they're like, I guess they said sure because that goddamn car was there. It was a little bit roped wow. off, and it was fantastic. Oh, that's so cool. uh, and that's the car that very rarely leaves the museum. It's it's worth. Yeah, that's the XKK, right, or something. The it, XKSS. It Yes, the SS, and it's the green little roadster. And I think that's the one with the story that it has, like you know, the the speeding ticket in the glove compartment from Steve McQueen. And you know, if you ask the museum, (laughs) they're like, "I don't really know what it's worth, but it's insured for thirty million dollars." Like it's that it's that story. Uh, So just a great uh, great event, great display. Uh, so definitely, wow, if you're in fun. LA, by the way, you think about the destinations you want to go to. Go to the Peterson Museum. Go to you know Mullen yeah. Museum. Go to the Galpin <laughs> dealerships. You know, visit Galpin Auto Sports. Go to their museum. Yeah. See the they dealership. Have a great, great museum of classic cars. They have Ed Ross cars. They have uh, oh yeah, they have some Winfields. I think they have some uh, Barras. Some, don't they have a bunch of? They got uh, a bunch of cars, Pink Panther. I mean, they got they got all kinds of cool stuff. The Rat the Fink stuff, yeah. The Rat Fink, micro yeah, cars, yeah. Rat Fink stuff. Uh, really, really neat history. You can definitely tell that that someone really loves what they do, and that's Bo. Um, he he loves keeping that history intact and preserving it, and it, it's really kudos kudos to him and the team, man. And and his whole team is is great. They're going to be uh, building out. Um, more stuff for TV, a YouTube channel, a lot of content they're going to be producing there as well. Oh, cool. So keep an eye out well, for that. Well, yeah, because we missed Pit My Ride and, and Gas and all the, you know. <laughs> yeah, and he's done the new show. Um, gosh, I forgot the name of it, but it was it was good. It was good. It was mm-hmm. fun. Uh, Definitely next level, so. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you guys about Good Guys. We'll get into a few more car things. Um, become a Good Guys member today and join a worldwide community of car enthusiasts just like you. The membership includes 12 issues of their award-winning Gazette magazine, full of coverage from this year's events, how-tos, and classifieds. There's discounts on uh, Good Guys event tickets and merchandise. Uh, including discounts on theme parks, travel, concerts, and more. And you can enter to win the 1986 C10 giveaway truck built by Goolsby Customs, which is a very cool piece. It's available to the domestic and the international fans. And membership is just 25 bucks per year. That's basically nothing. That's that's less than a night out to dinner. That's that's <laughs> that's one quarter tank of fuel in your in your vehicle. Right. By the way, uh, we were on like Fairfax, and we passed the dealer that was like a, a, a gas station that was. 
I want to say it started at six bucks a gallon, and, uh, and the ninety one was like six fifty nine a gallon. Six fifty nine. Uh, I mean, I get it's in the middle of Beverly Hills, and real estate's expensive, and the clientele. Let me tell you, I I live on the border of Nevada. I make sure I have just enough fuel to get back down in Nevada to fill up my tank. So the Arco down in Carson City is my best friend. So twenty twenty five <laughs> bucks for the annual membership. You definitely want to do that. Get your membership at join.goodguys.com. It's join.good-guys. Good guys is good-guys. Join.goodguys.com for that membership. Uh, okay, so Acura Integra. At uh, at Monterey this year, the uh, they teased the Integra. People were losing their minds. We like, we love this idea. Bring back the nameplate. Um, they, they debuted the car a week or so ago, and... Uh, <laughs> In yellow, <laughs> it, it, in yellow, which I'm not a fan of yellow, but I, I understand it. Um, Me neither. Yeah, yeah, I understand it. I, yeah, you know, you know these I, these sportbacks are getting popular, and I normally love the look of the sportback, but this this one, I I. Okay, so I I want you to explain that a little <laughs> bit. So first of all, they debuted a four door, not a two door. Yeah. Right. right. That was the first right. thing. Now, again, we're yeah. talking about business and the business case is they're not going to sell any two doors. I mean, right. it's like even in the world of, you know, Mustang nameplates and Challenger nameplates. I mean, in Camaro, right. Uh, Camaro's ending because they can't sell enough, you know, and, yeah. you know, Mustangs, Challengers. I mean, what are the annual sales? 150, 160, 170,000 annual sales like how many integra two doors would they sell so i get it yeah i get it yeah now i, I get it too so it is a four-door hatchback uh it shares a platform with the civic uh i the base engine i believe is the civic si it's the 1.5 liter turbo it is available with a manual transmission i kind of like the four-door with the manual yeah um i i it's probably going to have just a slight bump in horsepower over the Civic. And then, I don't know, there'll be some Integra Type R or something like that down the road. But well, we have to wonder if the Integra Type R is going to be a two-door. Right? I don't right? think okay, so, because the start- Civic Type R is the four-door with a little more horsepower. Oh, that's, that's, true. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. It's that's going to be a spin on that. Hmm. But they, they did do some pretty interesting things compared to the Civic. Uh, first of all, there's... Almost no shared sheet metal between them. You can kind of see the similarities, but really when you put them side by side, tail lights and, and everything is really kind of different. Um, what's going on in the front, certainly what's going on in the back. Uh, the shape of the hatch has more of a coupe-like feel to it, a little less of a hatchback. As you said, more of a sport back less of a hatchback yeah, which i like I, I like that slope look you know some cars have done a real good job with that especially audi <clears throat> I, matt I, I, i'm gonna say something about the front end which yeah. you're not gonna go unsee yeah is uh the joker with black lipstick yeah <laughs> yeah it's got it's got <laughs> It's got kind of a look, and I know a lot of people are like, why does the front look just like the TL? And Acura's like, what are you talking about? The whole bottom half, the whole lower valance is is, is different. And they're like, and everyone's like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just not different enough. I don't know. So, it, looks, it looks like the Joker with black lipstick. I don't know. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's not, 
It's not that the car is ugly. I think it's cool. No, no, it's not. I, I definitely not. like to see it in something other than yellow. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I probably wouldn't have debuted it in yellow simply because the Nissan Z Proto and the other prototype was done in the yellows, and it just yeah. felt like exactly you know, like Integra was going to be the competitor to the Z, yeah. and. You know, it debuted as a four door, and it debuted as yellow. And I don't know. I think I just, I mean, they have they have that really nice metallic red that's all like color sanded. It was on their special edition cars, and I mean, just yeah, Acura great colors. I've actually, I've actually painted some stuff with Acura colors. Acura has some great, yeah, they really do. Like like some of their metallic colors, their silvers are just stunning. You know, they look like bare metal and stuff. Acura and, and, and Lexus too both have some great colors, but yeah, yeah, yellow. I, I don't know. There must be some marketing thing with yellow, and inside the tailpipes is yellow, and it just well, that's just know, a, it, that's a prototype thing. I, I get, but yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the car in person. I'm going to swing swing by the LA Auto Show, uh, but I don't know. I mean, I hope it does well for them. I I think once we get into the car and start testing it and get some driving impressions and. And a little bit more about the price point. It it could be a fun alternative to yeah. to that that buying market, right? Like the price and, point still four door. The idea that you can get it with a manual transmission if you want to. I don't know that they're going to sell a lot with the manual transmission, but I'll tell you what you 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 wait a second and see like an Integra Type R. And with a manual transmission, and they'll sell three hundred of them. And years from now, you're going to be like, "This car's worth a fortune on Bring a Trailer," because <laughs> they're like, yeah, "It's so rare yeah. to get the manual." And the fact that they yeah. offered a manual is fun. I, I, I like that manufacturers are still doing that. It's not going away, you know. It's not, you know, and I think they're they're coming up with a business case of saying, well, what is it really going to cost to put a manual in there and offer it as an option? We won't sell a ton of them, but the ones that we do sell will definitely get a lot of press and could be collectible one day uh, and mm-hmm. and fun to drive. You know, I, I think even just sort of the media and the hype around the idea of a manual transmission with the Z, you know, with the Integra, I think kind of pays for the fact of of doing. It. I don't think they're going to lose money on the manual cars. I just think that mm-hmm. that they won't be able to make like a large order for the transmissions. You know, yeah. uh, you know, it helps if you can share the transmission across multiple cars, like a Civic and Civic R right, right. and but, and things like that. But I'm I'm curious to see too what what other countries are demanding. You know, if, if there's other countries that 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 use more manuals than yeah. than the U.S. Are you just talking U.S. Uh, uh, well, manuals here, or, you know, worldwide? <clears throat> I'm I mean, curious. For for a long time, yes, other countries were buying more manuals. I believe simply because the manual was the more fuel efficient version. Yeah, now the automatics. Remember, yeah. you know, in the automatics, oh, now yeah. we've got Growing six speeds, eight speeds, ten speeds. Yeah. You yeah. know, and and now the, you know, you you put. You grab something like I don't know, just one of the crazy supercars. Now you even get in like a McLaren, and 
you know, just for fuel efficiency, when you put it in its automatic mode, that car's in seventh gear at 42 miles an hour, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just like, hey, let's, like, let's just not wind this motor yeah. out if you don't need to. Well, um, even my new Jeep, uh, yeah. uh, my, my, my Gladiator, you know, the, it has, you can get it in a manual, but it has a thousand, I think, a thousand pounds less towing capacity mm-hmm. and, and, and less gas mileage. Yeah. <laughs> and the manual. Yeah. I'm like, well, the manual would be nice, but okay. <laughs> I need the towing capacity, frankly, in a small truck. So <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting how, how that's completely turned around now. And, and, <laughs> and another note on the Integra, the Integra, what I'm hearing is it's bigger. It's bigger than you think. Like it's, it's not a small car. It's, mm. it's a little bit larger. So, oh, and it's longer than the Civic. So it has more of a presence to get sort of the proportions that we're trying to do uh, with the back, with the sport back. They had to make a longer car. Well, it so, should have plenty of luggage space and family have. room. And yeah, you just, it might, might turn out to be quite the, <laughs> quite the family cruiser. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's do this. Let's take a quick break to hear from our friends at Rock Auto rockauto.com why spend 30 to 50 percent even a hundred percent more for the same parts that a chain store or dealership might have why spend so much there why not go to rockauto.com it's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers everything from Engine control modules to brakes to motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks delivered direct to your door. Go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or your truck. Write CarCast in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. An amazing selection Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, we're back. Uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up, Aaron, is you mentioned Ant earlier. You're talking about Ant oh, yeah. Anstead. And Ant uh, teamed up with Jensen Button and, and a couple people and created the Radford Type 62-2, right? It's based on the Lotus. It looks fantastic. Carbon fiber body. Uh, We've seen the car out a few times now, different events, different auto shows. It was at SEMA. It was in the main hall at at, at SEMA. I haven't seen it in person. And it it really looks good. But they haven't shown the interior at all until now. And have you seen seen the photos? Yes. Yes, I am crazy about it. So there is still a little Lotus love in there, but it's it is really, really, really beautifully designed. And 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 those those uh, I've always been a fan of rally cars, and and they definitely nod with with with, with the Bremont or Bremont uh, uh, watches. Which, by the way, you know this is a high end bespoke vehicle because I believe those watches as a pair go for about sixteen thousand plus, just for a couple you know watches so yeah you, you you know these cars are nothing but the best and every trim piece in there is just going to be I, perfect I, I gotta tell you i am so impressed with the interior it's the right, right? combination of just sort of mm-hmm. retro and mechanical but with yeah. the latest technology you know the dash yeah. is is 
you know, has the screen, has the technology, but the shifter, the mechanism being sort of exposed and showing so, the mechanical know, and, aspects. And I, have, I have a CAE shifter in my BMW that, yeah. that, that's that similar idea. It's, it's ratchety and not ratchety, but it's very mechanical. And man, I bet you that thing feels so good. It just, it's almost as good as a gated shifter. It yeah. just clicks right in. It has a great feel. You can see how notchy that thing is. But look at the finish on the carbon fiber. Everything has like this beautiful satin finish and the gold finish on the seats, the satin finishing on this, that is so hard to get really, really right in, in, in some sort of production. And they've done a fantastic job. I, I love the fact they've eliminated the stereo because everybody uses their phones. They made a nice placement for the phone. I mean, there is nothing in here that I don't love. <laughs> Except I can't afford it. <laughs> can't afford it, and it's tough to get in and out of. Which ever? <laughs> it's. Uh, I I think they tried to address the uh, the getting in and out of it as well by having the roof kind of open up a little bit more. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. It's it's the old GT forty. Uh, uh, yeah, kind of cutaway. Yeah, uh, but they nailed the interior, and I I, I mm-hmm. still don't really know what the price point is on these cars. I heard it's it's very expensive. I mean, for what it is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what a Vora is. Or a Vora is like I don't know, eighty to a hundred thousand. Are these coming in at like two fifty? I I think so. Obviously, don't quote us on any of this, but yeah, I'm I'm guessing I'm guessing two three easy. Um, Yeah, but I mean, just by the photos, I know the photos are the glam shots. I know they're getting the best of the best, but I I think they're going to get this per car, man. That these guys are real enthusiasts. They're real perfectionists. And in uh, every detail, this finish, how many of these companies do you see that the stitching's a little funky or the carbon fiber just doesn't have that right finish? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I think there's a unnameable SUV out there when the reviewer was reviewing it and the stitching is just horrendous. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I get it. It's production, but that was an early piece. And this being an early piece, this thing is freaking perfect i mean i want to know who detailed <laughs> yeah right photoshop they, they photoshop detail it i think photoshop detail it some specks of dust you know or you're watching car wow and it's like really matt you couldn't you couldn't dust that down a little bit yeah right <laughs> uh, anyway they they nailed it i, I think i think that's going to yeah, be the beautiful. interior that they did is is going to it, it's going to make the price of this car way more palatable because you yeah, see the car yeah, yeah. and you're like, I know, but they didn't do a lot to the engine. And it seems like a really big price jump, even though it's got a carbon fiber body. I'm like, I don't know, because you're going to feel like you're just driving a Lotus again. And then now that you've seen the interior, like you're not really going to feel like you're driving a Lotus. Yeah. So, so, you know. so, so uh, it, it's not in this photo set, which, which of link you sent me, but uh, the attention to detail is, is insane. And, just if you can find the photos online, just look at the m- carbon fiber mount for those stopwatches. Now these are like rally watches. It's just a, it's 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 a nod to, to to this whole era of design. But ha- have you seen the standoffs? That they I, I made? haven't seen the back of them. No. Oh my god, Matt! Uh, I I think I think Ant posted something uh, on this. I, it came up on my Instagram, and I was like, oh, I choked on my on my tea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I drink tea, so I don't drink coffee. Uh, a chai tea. But the standoff, the way these watches, usually they're connected to the dash on like a plaque or a plate. 
and it's 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 machined aluminum and it has little spirals in it and stuff little twists this is this I don't know how many inches at an angle standoff in carbon fiber. It's like these little legs, these little tentacles that come out and, and perfectly house the back half of these watches. So the watch is showcased all by itself. Like from the right front view, it's floating in space. And mm-hmm. I mean, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful design. I'm it's, impressed, man. Hey, they did I'm a impressed. great job because everyone's going to want to photograph it as well. Like, oh yeah, just when you yeah. be able to see the interior in person, which we haven't seen yet, uh, uh-huh. it's that's that's going to be the piece they really want to show because now they combined the, you know, the 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 TFT screen or whatever you want to call it, the digital screen, but with just jewelry that's in there, like actual yeah. jewelry that they put in there. It is. It's not Pagani level. I mean, Pagani is like. Over the top, insane, like it, it's 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 beyond. This is the right level. It's 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 like everything was thought out of from an enthusiast point of view, but nothing is overdone in my opinion, right, Matt? I agree. Nothing is yeah, it's, agree. it's 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 not that it's understated, it's not that it's overstated, it's freaking perfect. I mean it it's perfect. I don't know what that red tab is in, in, in between the the, the, the air vents and uh, on the top center but i mean even that has the perfect satin finish of the perfect race red i mean it, it, every, it, even the steering wheel it's not understated it's not overstated how, how many steering wheel centers are just freaking ugly this is perfect I, I, as the I, I, didn't, I didn't bring up the steering wheel but I, I i didn't bring up the steering wheel but i kept looking at it and thinking how are how are they right? going to do the airbag so I, I don't know. I mean, it's built off of a production Lotus, so that you can't eliminate the airbag. I'm not. I maybe that's why I like the steering wheel so much. Me too. Ugly airbag. And I was like, "Where's the? I don't know if they're just doing a tiny version. Of how they got it to? Maybe it looks different." And let me tell you, some little tea bags are going to come out and pat you on the face, <laughs> right? Oh, you're going to get. Unfortunately, I, I hate to say that. You're going to be in an accident. It's just going to be like poof, powdered sugar. And yeah. <laughs> it's, like powdered a, sugar. <laughs> it's like a little donut <laughs> hole. Covered in powdered sugar is going to erupt. I don't know how they're going to pull that off, but it looks no, like. This uh, is not dainty by any means. It, no. it, it does look lotus and that everything is scaled. And, you know, uh, I'd love to mention that too. The scale of this, the center of the door cards, it, I think, is the only thing that may throw off the scale, but they did a beautiful job. With, with that carbon fiber insert and the pull because that lines up with the level of the dash so that large bottom set because you sit so low in these cars that yeah. lower bottom section just kind of melts away um but even that they, they keep all that attention right along you know the, the the rib of the car and then it just sinks down into that beautiful center line in those seats they they i thought they scaled this really really well because we could all, you know american cars are getting so chunky and, and, and sausage fingered hands <laughs> on that thing and big buttons that, you know, you go, I could do this in big oven mitts, you know, <laughs> but, but this car, it's, 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 it's beautiful. You know, the, the scale of it is really, really nice. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a big fan guys. I, I love, I love it. And I, I, I love those guys. I, I think they really, they really, our friends did a really good job on this. Uh, before we wrap it up, I just want to, mention this there's uh there's rumor of lexus coming out with a next gen lfa uh, supercar and the lfa that 
that we all know about uh, of, of previous years that V10 naturally aspirated just sounds fantastic. What a wonderful car to, car to drive. And it didn't really break any records. It wasn't the fastest or the prettiest, yeah. but it was just, it sounded so good. It was such the right combination of pieces. And I, they even had a little bit of trouble selling them all, but already we're just a few years after this car has ended and they're pulling big money at auctions. LFAs are, are getting probably double the MSRP. That's and, crazy. Because they're expensive to start with. Yeah, and the, and the Nurburgring edition cars are, <laughs> I think, something sold for like one point five or one point six million dollars for the for that car. So the new oh. version is uh, possibly a hybrid. I I don't know if it's going to be mated to a V eight or a V six. Uh, you have to kind of think a little bit about what is in the uh, in. In the portfolio of Lexus right now, they have a nice, I guess, the five liter naturally aspirated V8. Uh, can you twin turbo that? I'm not sure. Um, something on the V6, you know, twin turbo V6 with a hybrid technology would be kind of interesting. But well, they're saying 900 horsepower, right, or something. I, I mean, it's it's certainly it's certainly possible. Uh, you know, the original car was 552 horsepower, which doesn't seem like a lot these no. days. Uh, you know, out of a 4.8 liter V10, but it really performed well. So, yeah, I, I, I think they were saying somewhere in the 900 horsepower range. I just cannot love the way this car looks. And again, they did it in yellow. At least it's not that bright yellow, but uh, these spy shots are. I drove a yellow one and I drove a black one. And I just felt better in the black one. <laughs> Absolutely, I I, I I I like the shoulders. I love the scoops behind the the, the side windows, but I I, I just can't love well, the way this car looks. Right, man. but what you're looking at is the previous, you know, LFA, and they've been doing some testing and stuff on right. that car right. for for development. <laughs> so. Which I guess I still just don't love. Yeah. <laughs> so we have no idea what the new car is going to look like. There's just rumors floating around about possibly a new – because Lexus is taking this car out and testing it. They're like, why are we even out there? Why are we even testing it? And it's yeah. funny because you know what they're doing is they sort of admitted to it. Lexus was like, yeah, we put it out on the Nürburgring or this track and we got spy photos of it because we wanted to see what sort of reaction we would get. To see yeah. if you want another LFA. So everything has a business case. Everything yeah. is planned, right? Smart. They're smart. Uh, I, all I right. have to say that I, I, I love I love that 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 generation of, of Lexus. We we discussed that before. What what's the other one that the one they had the convertible with? And, the LC five hundred. The LC five hundred. Man, that thing. I've seen a couple of them, and I thought they were these because I don't yeah. pay attention enough to know the difference. And. Uh, and I pointed out to my son, I said, man, that thing is gorgeous. And I it's went, no, nah, I don't think the LFA because I don't like that. And man, the interiors on those things, and they look the, they look so good, I have to say. It's, if I was a bit more conservative. <laughs> next time you see one of those, you got to look at the taillights. The taillights are, the lighting is deep within, and they use like yeah. mirrors and reflectors, and it gives yeah, so it they like, have a, like a million mirrors in there. Yeah, and it's just, it's so cool to see. Wow. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of the LC 500. I think the V8 yeah. sounds fantastic. But they're a hundred grand used. They're they, 90 they are. grand used. I, I, I still hate the Lexus trackpad where you have to move oh, the little yeah, cursor everybody around. Said that. Yeah, everybody says that. And the LC 500 has that. Um, and 
when this came out, they talked about an LCF for the longest time. And I was like, oh, this car with 600 horsepower and a little bit more aggressive styling would be the coolest LFA replacement, you know, without making it $375,000. Yeah, yeah, TJ Hunt. Why don't you wide-body one of those suckers? (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Well, also add 100-something horsepower to it, which would be great, but I don't know that we're going to get... You just tune it. Yeah, I don't know that we're gonna get that. Uh, uh, we're we're gonna get that uh, LCF. I don't know that we're gonna get that. But the V8 in it already sounds really, really good. Yeah. You know, it's just that trackpad drives me nuts. <laughs> and and Lexus is getting away with it with a lot of their new vehicles. But I just don't know if like will they get rid of it in the in the LCF? It, the LCF interior is just so elegantly designed like and the yeah. touchscreen is kind of in the dash it's not really a touchscreen you got to use that key like it would be they would really have to change a lot of things to make it work you'd have to move the imagine. screen much more forward so you can reach it and then get rid of the trackpad or if they keep the trackpad and move the screen forward can you do both can you just use the trackpad or the touchscreen but they don't have a touchscreen now so anyway <laughs> uh, all right let's wrap I'm it up sure, i'm sure i'll update it <laughs> I, hopefully we'll get something but Aaron oh, man we're thanks wrapping, uh, uh, we're I, wrapping I want, up I want to vent about four cylinder turbos okay do you alright All right. <laughs> let's we, let's do it give it a couple minutes go ahead so 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 I bought that Jeep Gladiator and we were test driving Jeeps and, and the salesman had a really nice little gray two door Wrangler and I'm like this is really cool and he goes yeah yeah it's a four cylinder I'm like oh no I passed and he boy he just tried to talk well let's just drive it let's just drive it's got more torque than the six you know and then the three points you know just drive it yeah it felt great it it had more torque it picked up it it sounded okay because you know it's a stock muffler and all that but man everybody's pushing these four cylinders and Matt I just spent fourteen thousand dollars on that fucking mini cooper paceman because it has that stupid i4 turbo and the only thing left to fix is going to be the the head gasket or the turbo you're pushing these little four cylinders way too hard and really in in a gladiator you're trying to sell me a four cylinder turbo i mean oh but the chassis will tote no 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 i'm looking for resale folks I'm, i'm i'm looking for longevity I get 200 plus thousand miles in my vehicles and, and, and I, I retire them only because I'm over it. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like, but don't be pushing me into a four cylinder turbo. Matt, what is up with all these four cylinder turbos? These are throwaway cars, man. Yeah. I, I, I mean, look, it, it's interesting that they're pushing them into vehicles like you're talking about something yeah, a little forty six thousand dollars. Yeah, something with yeah. some utility in it, right? Yeah. You know, listen, <laughs> I, I, if it was front wheel drive, <laughs> you know, four cylinder and reduced weight, and you didn't want to do any Jeep stuff in a Jeep, then I don't, I don't know. It's uh, it's, everything. It's like I, I understand what's going on in the world. I understand, but. But it's like we're, we're trying not to throw away things. We want to look to the future and hold on to stuff. And I'm telling you, give me an example of a four-cylinder turbo that's running 200, 300, 400,000 miles like the V6 is. And I don't think the fuel economy is that much better because it's working so damn hard. I mean, I, 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 I don't get it. Why is everybody jumping onto the four-cylinder turbo thing? It's like, damn it. <laughs> I, I, 
Yeah, I, I think, I don't know, in the EPA testing, not real-world driving, right. in the EPA testing, right. I, it probably ends up with, with better gas mileage, and they're getting that that sort of that fleet overall mileage down. But you're right, like, some of these... Some of these cars that just don't have that that power off the line, you know, it's like I'm not getting better gas mileage because I'm flooring it at every stoplight just to just to get and out of the way of everybody hill. else. Yeah, yeah. When I put every four hill. people in the thing, it goes down to eight miles per gallon. I'd rather have a five hundred horsepower V8. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I can right. do it eight miles per gallon. <laughs> Let, let's uh, let's put a supercharger on your V6. You know, I want to, Matt. I don't care. at this point. I don't care about the warranty. Those motors go for a long way. Let's let's supercharge. That I, that's what I'm saying. I say we supercharge that thing. You have so much more fun with it. You have so yeah. much fun with it. I love it, Matt. Uh, I got to say that that electric worm gear steering is is very vague. And on the, on the mountain, we, we drove it to Oregon and back, and you know, 65 miles per hour. That was the speed limit on the mountain roads. A little damp. Yeah. Um, was really unnerving i did not build confidence in my cornering especially like between trucks or getting but any that's wind a, that's or, a jeep thing that's what they've been talking oh, about the jeep the well, death wobble and all the, the you know. i did i didn't have much wandering or wobble i have to say that was pretty good even in the corners hitting a bump it didn't get unstable like so many other cars do that i complain about but um yeah that steering is a little is a little vague uh i am a little concerned about winter driving because i won't know when i'm losing traction uh, i'll just end up in the ditch so unless that <laughs> traction control works some magic i'm uh yeah <laughs> eh, it's all right <laughs> drive your land rover <laughs> in the winter well if it if it gets done i certainly will i certainly will i miss it already it's been it's been a couple months now, and I don't know how many more months it's going to be. I blew the top end on that, folks, by the way. It, 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 uh, a TD5, uh, they have a cylinder head flaw and the cylinder head cracked, so it's going to be down for a while. That's all right. Yep. Yeah, that's why I bought the Jeep. That's Sometimes you, you just want to get in, push a button, and drive away clean. <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been driving the past few days, uh, uh, driving my Mustang Mach 1. Love it. Right, driving nice. it stick, and uh, and I keep looking down. I'm like, I've only got 280 miles on this car. I, f- I feel like I've had the Ugh. car for months. It's got 200. I don't even think I have 300 miles on it yet. I think maybe <laughs> I think on the way home I'm going to break 300 miles. Uh, oh man, I've had mine less than two weeks, and I got 2,000 miles. Come on. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> um, anyway, but uh, Aaron, thanks so much. I appreciate you joining uh, us today, and uh, I'm kind of hoping thanks. soon we'll get uh, Alistair Weaver back in here from Edmonds as well. I know he's got a big download uh, for us on the uh, LA Auto Show. He was been at Porsche events and and all kinds of Oof. stuff. Oh, Fisker, Fisker Ocean. He was at a debut oh. for that, the electric EV from Henrik Fisker. Oh, uh, I saw the thing for that. It's, that, that's like a cool vehicle. So they are coming out with it. Huh? Yeah. Um, oh. they're, they're well-funded. They went public via SPAC and it's kind of a wow. drug listing thing. And well, Hen- it's, Henrik it's Fisker is a billionaire now, not the Karma. It, this is Henrik Fisker's doing his EV oh. company, the small SUV. Right. Well, I, I remember the ocean cause it was like a little, that's a little it. hipster. Yeah. That thing was really cool. I remember the launch yeah, on that. Yeah. That's it. So ah. that's what they're doing. So that'll be wow. kind of interesting. I want to get into all that stuff. So, Hopefully oh, yeah. soon. Next week, we should have a little more uh, information from everything that's coming out at LA Auto Show. But uh, uh, Aaron Hagar is the guy. He's on the Instagram. He's at Aaron Hagar. You can follow him there. And if you want to track him down, just Google Aaron Hagar. He comes up pretty much 
pretty much <laughs> everywhere. And uh, I think if you snoop around, you can find some of his songs online. Oh, uh, you, boy. Yeah. Or, or send him a lovely Hopefully note. Hopefully good examples. Everybody has bad days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks for having me, Matt. Thanks for having me. Thank you. You, you guys. guys can follow me at Great. Motorator. We'll be posting uh, hopply a bunch more images and stuff from the uh, from auto show and whatnot. So until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.